Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday morning. And in an important conversation that we're going to have about suicide, suicide prevention this morning, I'm talking with Rick Padilla, Suicide Prevention Administrator, Department of Public Health and Environment, Community and Behavioral for the City and County of Denver. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So, Rick, let's talk a little bit about 2020 and the fact that COVID-19 has made it a very difficult year for so many people. How has this pandemic impacted the suicide numbers and the things that you're hearing here in Colorado? Well, uh, it has really been uh, an impactful year in in, in lots of different ways. Uh, Relative to suicide numbers, probably the best way to describe it from, I think, from our perspective would be to kind of look at some of the trends we've seen uh, in Colorado. For example, uh, from 2015 to 2019, we saw suicide attempts in the city and county of Denver, uh, over 460 females and 160 males between the ages of 10 and 14. Mm. I have a, and between young people between the ages of 15 and 19, we had uh, close to 800 females attempt suicide and over 350 males attempt suicide. So I think we're beginning to see uh, the attempts continue to increase. The trends are increasing. Fortunately, I think uh, we've seen a downward trend at least to date of uh, actual completion. So I think COVID is really, we're we're beginning to see the tip of the iceberg. We're going to come out of, uh, as the vaccine gets distributed, but I think the next wave from many folks' perspectives of the mental health perspective and the mental health impact this has had on not only youth, but the entire community. Yeah, I would I would absolutely agree with that. And tell me what you think, because I think sometimes people have trouble talking about suicide and talking about those kind of struggles. What are the challenges that you see around addressing mental health and suicide? I, I think relatively, if I may, I, uh, I'll speak specifically to youth to address this question. I think one of the major challenges is developing messaging that resonates with youth. I think we find that for the general population as well. But if you start to look at some of the how information gets channeled to youth, they're on TikTok, they're on other aspects of social media. So we really have to develop messaging and uh, that resonates with youth in the, the platforms by which they participate in. I think you, it's also a huge challenge in reaching youth in underserved communities. We've seen that uh, over this past year with the increase in uh, social unrest around uh, systemic racism, and, and how do we how do we reach youth in underserved communities and those larger populations as a whole? I think that some of the other challenges are social isolation, peer pressure, physical distancing, connectedness, mm-hmm. youth. You know, we not only youth, but all of us need that connectedness. I think so many people today are experiencing loneliness and isolation because they can't get out. Right, that's very true. So what kind of message do you feel like needs to get out to our youth right now to help them get through this difficult time and let them know that they're not alone? You know, I think that the message is you've hit the nail on the head. They're not alone, that it's okay to talk about if you're experiencing uh anxiety, depression, loneliness, to reach out. There's a tremendous number of resources that are available for, for, for our youth and the adult community that are really suffering right now. I was going to say, I mean, it's not just our youth. It, it's our adult community. It's our elderly community. It's so many people that are feeling that isolation and that loneliness. And then here we are going into the holidays. Is this a tough time for a lot of people? 
Yeah, I think it's a it's a very challenging time historically for a lot of people, and you add uh, the stresses that we've all experienced this year are going to compound uh, the anxiety and the stresses leading to the holidays. Uh, relative to suicide, uh, those anniversaries are very impactful for people that have that have been touched by suicide. Not only suicide loss survivors, but entire communities. Right. Uh, I, but I, but I, I do think that we're we're going to really see the trends in 2021 as we come move out of 2020 because the mental health is it, it's it's not like you all of a sudden have a cold and it can be treated. The mental health aspects of job loss, of domestic violence, of suicide, and other behavioral health issues are really going to, I think, begin to surface in 2021. So I, I hope we as a community are prepared to to provide the services and programming that people need. Right now, what I, what I can share is that the trends for youth suicide are down, uh, but we're starting to see the attempts are, are, are increasing. So um, I'm not quite sure what they're, what they're telling, why the, so of course, we're all happy that the, the actual suicide completions are down that for youth that may have something to do with so many parents are are at home today working for home or job loss etc well let's talk a little bit about for those parents that are home and seeing their kids and they see they're struggling what kind of questions what kind of conversations should they be having i think first and foremost if they see their kids struggling to uh have that conversation as to what those issues are and and if those kids are and it's okay to talk about suicide with kids you have to build resiliency in them and the only way you're going to get to that is beginning that conversation hey if you're feeling down let's talk about that and and, and most of us are not clinicians and if a child or an adult needs help they need to reach out to a, a clinician that can actually provide them you know, the the therapeutic services that they need. So tell me this, what is the purpose of your position and the public health department as far as dealing with suicide prevention right now? No, absolutely. That's a great question. My position is to create a a foundation, if you will, going forward for uh, provision of services through Denver Health and Denver Public Health and Environment. As such, I've uh, identified four areas that the city we're going to be launching in 2021. And those include an anti-stigma campaign focused on uh, substance misuse and suicide prevention. Uh, the second is we've put together, we've recruited 15 youth from across the state that are going to be a youth advisory board advising the Denver Department of Public Health and Environment on programming for youth around behavioral health. We are looking at a program, bringing in a program from Provo, Utah, pilot program, called the Hope Squad. That will be in two Denver, well, public high schools in Denver, two high schools, two middle schools, and two elementary schools. And the third is a major initiative called We Got This. And through the We Got This program, we surveyed youth uh, at the beginning of September. We had anticipated about 500 responses from youth. We were going to leave the survey open for 30 days. We had to close it after 10 days. We got over 2,300 responses to our survey. And the survey data, really, we asked youth, what are your highest, rate your priorities in terms of behavioral health that you want to talk about? Mm -hmm. And high, medium, and low. And it was just astonishing some of the stuff that the youth are are interested in talking about. Uh, From that, what we are going to do with our youth advisory board and uh, an adult advisory board, we're going to develop monthly programming. Uh, 
we may not necessarily create the virtual event itself, but we have partners from Mental Health Center of Denver, Colorado Crisis Services, CDPHE, and others that have programming that we want to co-sponsor and get out there and push to address youth issues. Uh, that will lead up to an accommodation of a youth summit by youth for youth, and hopefully fall of 2021, we're allowed to large, ga- uh, large group gather then down at the University of Denver. So those are four major initiatives that we are getting behind and will launch in 2021 and they'll run through 2022. Well, and you said that you were surprised at all the different things that the youth wanted to talk about. Give me some of the, give me just some examples of what those areas and what those conversations are that they're willing to talk about. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, bullying is a is a major issue for a lot of our youth right now, both uh, cyber and physical bullying. We're seeing an upward trend in, in cyber bullying with kids isolated at home today. They want to talk about that. They want to talk about uh, trauma, racism, uh, bo- uh, eating disorders, body image, dis- body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. uh, race- racism. They want to talk about the impact on uh, the behavioral health and the mental health of the LGBTQ community. Uh, they want to talk about depression. There's just a list of things. And we, we've looked at it in our survey. We looked at youth from 12 to 18 and 18 to 24. Uh, we looked at them not only from an age distribution, but we also looked at it from race, ethnicity, mm-hmm. uh, demographically where they live across the state. We looked at rural Colorado. We looked at frontier Colorado as well as the front range. Sure. So you really broke it down. Yeah. So these kids are, you know, they they want to talk about uh, what's impacting them today. They want to talk about social media and the role social social media plays in some of the the behavioral health issues that they're experiencing. Right. Which is a great conversation to have. So what do you feel like are some of the strides that are being made to combat this issue of bullying? Well, uh, one of the uh, the things that uh, that it, uh, Representative Lisa Cutter is proposing in January it's, uh, it's a law called Jack's Law, and it's it, it's as a result of that we lost our son Jack. as uh, a 15 year old Cherry Creek High School student that died February 14th of 2019, and uh, from that, uh, as you may be may be aware of, in 2019 the Cherry Creek School District lost five kids by suicide yes, yeah. in six months. So in our son, Jack, uh, was one of the first to, to lose his life. And from that, um, legislation has been developed. Or it, it is being drafted now. That will be proposed by Representative Cutter to uh, provide some mandatory reporting, a clear mm-hmm. definition of what bullying means, and support services for both the bully and the bully and the bully, I mean, it's, it's a behavioral health issue is, is a major issue for right. a lot of our kids. Well, Rick, I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, thank you. Uh, that, uh, I changed careers because of the loss of our son, Jack. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Uh, let's, let's end this conversation by sharing some of the successes and positive impacts from the programs and the services that you're seeing now. Oh, absolutely. I, I think, first and foremost, I have to say... The media has really done a tremendous job, including uh, uh, both radio and television has done a tremendous job in elevating this issue. I think that that's partially uh, a contributing factor why we're seeing actual suicide completions down. 
because people are aware that there are services out there. Mm-hmm. And, those, and those services range from the color of crisis services. If you're in struggling, you need to get a hold of them. Let's talk Colorado. Uh, let's talk .co, uh, all, all Health Network. There's a Jeffco Suicide Prevention Coalition. There's a nonprofit called uh, Yellow Ribbon. Of course, there's Robbie's Hope, and there's Jack Strong 17. There's a lot of resources out there that I think uh, not only adults but youth can access. And uh, CDPHEs and their their website has a listing of a number of services. What I can say, what I'm really excited about for 2021. Uh, the data reporting every other year. There's the there's a survey that's put out, the Colorado uh, Healthy Kids survey, that looks at the behavioral, the physical, and the mental health of our youth mm-hmm. in the fall of every year. So we're going to get that survey coming out. That survey will be done by the out at the Anschutz Medical Center, their Colorado uh, Public Health School, and uh, it's really looking at youth mental health efforts. And I'm, I'm excited about that for the primary reason is it's going to be real-time data. Data. That's one of the things that we're challenged with is having real-time data. Most of our data is a year to two years old. So I'm excited that we're coming up on, on doing that survey again in 2021 to see what it tells us about what impact COVID has had on mm-hmm. the well-being of our community. Well, Rick Padilla, Suicide Prevention Administrator with the City and County of Denver, thank you so much for being here this morning. Thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to uh, share what we're doing as a community. I love hearing about it. All right. Well, you take care and have a great holiday. Thank you. You do the same. Okay. Thank you. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday morning. For more information about any of the programs that you might have heard us talking about, you can always go to the radio station's website. Go out, have a great Sunday, and be kind.